Well, what's going on, everybody? Um, Bar Down Breakdown is back, and as you can see, I am triumphantly back to my post. It's been uh, a couple of weeks. I had uh, some foot surgery, some fun stuff. I'm finally, um, finally back on back on it. As you can see in the background, uh, my choice of mobility is behind me. It's my cool knee scooter. You can see it. It's very, very flashy. It's wheels. It's good. And uh, it, it gets me to where I got to go. But uh, hey, I appreciate uh, Mikey pulling double time and Justin and everybody that filled in while I was gone. Happy to be back, though. Very, very pumped. Uh, also in my new place, because uh, I, uh, while all of this health stuff happened, I moved too, if you can believe that. So that's kind of crazy. So, so um, no more Tom's room. No more Tom's room. Everything's coming together, though. Everything's coming together. So, uh, but stoked to be back. And um, uh, so, you know, it it, uh, it kind of, you know, we didn't get a chance to really say it, uh, but, um, you know, the, the hockey season has come to a close. Um, you know, our uh, enormous first time event has come to a close. Uh, Bar Down Breakfest and the Bar Down Break Tour. Um, and, uh, to be honest, um, you know, we're, we're a little tired. So, uh, I think, uh, I think, uh, you know, after this uh, little episode, we'll talk a little bit about the fest, a little bit about how everything went, uh, all the people we have to thank. And I think we're going to take a little bit of a break and, uh, you know, so you guys can, you know, listen to our back catalog of 174 episodes and get ready for some new ones to come in a couple of weeks same old bar down. We're going to be doing awesome things as, as you've come to expect, but, uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for being with us. So, uh, without further ado, uh, let's just dive right into it. The Colorado avalanche are your 2022 NHL Stanley cup champions. Uh, they dispatched, uh, the bolts, um, with, I would say little resistance, uh, you know, the bolts, you know, put up a, I guess a decent fight, but, now, at the end of the day, uh, you know, the team led by, you know, guys like Landeskog and McKinnon, are uh, they're just too good, really too good. Um, you know, watching them on the ice, you know, getting the opportunity to watch a lot of the, uh, you know, uh, playoffs and the cup final, um, it just shows you, like, what a good team should look like. It really shows you what good two good teams are supposed to look like. Because, you know, the Bolts are, are no slouches. You know, getting the three cup finals, uh, you know, in three consecutive years is, is something to be said. Um, you know, they're already starting little moves. I just read, I think, yesterday or two days ago that they had uh, shipped off McDonough to the Preds. Um, so, you know, I, I think um, you could see some interesting things happening this offseason with a team like the Bolts. Uh, specifically, though, you know, looking at the Penguins organization and, you know, how they are already looking at shopping guys like Malkin and uh, uh, it's going to be kind of wild, but uh, you know, congratulations to the abs. Um, congratulations to the whole squad. Um, you know, Kemper looked great, you know, uh, in net that, that whole series. And um, you know, just kind of goes to show you that, uh, you know, sometimes you uh, don't get to watch a lot of West coast hockey, but they really are, uh, uh, you know, putting together some of the best teams. Yeah, and one of my like highlights of the whole finals was uh, the Avs fans as they serenade us with some Blink One Eighty Two during like <laughs> stoppage. Like that's pretty cool. I I know that there's a few arenas that have done like 
the the lit song like um can we forget about the thing that yeah. like <laughs> i forget which arena does that which is pretty cool but i don't know lit's one of those bands that yeah they're alternative but we were so young when those albums came out like i think we must have been in like sixth or seventh grade and it, I, I don't think it's like the peak of like the alternative music so i think it was like the generation before mm-hmm. but it's still it's still kind of cool that you know they, oh, yeah. they do that for lit really and, really cool yeah yeah i i would love to see like every nhl team do some version of that but you know what the islander fans would pick and it would just piss me off and i <laughs> i just don't understand why islander fans are so obsessed with billy joel i, I just don't get it that's a long island thing I, you know it's uh, so many islanders fans are 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 older they're of that generation where like you know billy joel was huge in the 70s and the 80s and all that stuff you know I would, I would, you know, I would kind of love to see where, uh, where all of the organizations in the league would go with that kind of stuff. But, um, but yeah, you know, the, the cup finals have, have came and gone. The playoffs were fantastic. Uh, you know, some great teams made some deep runs, uh, you know, the Oilers, the Rangers, um, you know, some teams that are poised to be pretty good in the future. Um, you know, everybody talks about, uh, you know, that one missing piece the Oilers have is getting a good goaltender and, if they do, that could be, uh, you know, they could be another team that uh, breaks, uh, you know, breaks out of the West and looks really good. And uh, uh, so we'll see, you know, and of course, you know, we're, we're hanging on to see what the Islanders do this year. They've made uh, some coaching changes and some, um, some front office changes. And, uh, you know, we're kind of just eager to see what moves are made. Uh, there's a lot of free agents that are out there. A lot of guys on our roster who are just, eating up cap space and aren't really producing the way they should. So hopefully, um, you know, Lou will uh, make some moves and we just know. don't have too much to, to shop around. Like the names that I'm seeing pretty much consistent consistently are Josh Bailey, Anthony Bovillier and Varlamov. Like, yeah. I don't know how much you're getting for those three guys. And like, we don't have an abundance of draft picks. So like, that's going to be tough too. So mm-hmm. We shall see what Lou comes up with. He's going to have to definitely be uh, a little creative because at the end of the day, I think Beauvillier probably has the most value. Um, mm-hmm. I know that there yeah. are definitely a few teams that are in the market for goaltenders, but I don't know if they, they're really necessarily looking for a goaltender that's like 30 plus years old. So, yeah, I think, I think that's, that's going to be the tough thing. You know um, I think, you know, Varley will, will get some decent value. Um, who knows where he'll end up, but I think, you know, we'll get a little bit of a return on him if we can find and, a way to, you know, go don't, ahead. don't get me wrong. Like there are going to be a ton of teams interested in Josh Bailey. Like I, I oh, was yeah. talking to Kyle from the crease rule about that. Like, yeah, you're not going to get some big flashy name in return for Josh Bailey. However, there are a lot of teams that value what Josh Bailey brings and mm-hmm. it's, it's going to be unfortunate to see him go, especially I think he's like seven games shy of playing 1,000 on yep. all on the Islanders. On so the like, Islanders yeah. mm-hmm. Can you imagine he, he plays like seven games for some other team and then he gets his thousands and thousands. Thousand, of games. Yeah, in, a, in another in another jersey. It's, it's a tough yeah. thing, man, you know. Um, who knows? But, uh, you know, the Islanders are kind of right on that, that brink of – 
you know, they had a, a couple of great seasons. This last one, uh, you know, was, was an outlier. You know, obviously there, there were a lot of things that went into why this season went so poorly. Um, they started to kind of pick up their play as the season came to a close. Um, but, you know, they're, they're teetering, you know, they're teetering on, you know, they could still get some people in, in free agency and make some trades and make some moves to put together a contending team, or they could, you know, go the other route and, uh, you know, would be sad to hear it, but, you know, they can start looking at trying to rebuild the team again. You know, they're, they're kind of, I think, right on that, uh, on that like bridge of, of, of they could do either. I mean, obviously I, you know, I want to put together a contender. I think that's what most fans want, but. And, yeah. I, and I truthfully think that that is why Lamorello made the, de- the the decision to, you know, let Trotz go. Because at the end of the day, that could be a quick fix mm-hmm. and, and not have to change the lineup completely and rebuild. Like if you change the coach, change the system a little bit, you know, loosen the, the defensive reins on players like Barzi and God. <laughs> That's about it. Like there yeah. really aren't too many playmakers on our team like that can really just like create offensively. Mm-hmm. So yep. I, I think really realistically they're they're hoping that like by having a little more offensive first system like Wallstrom and you know even Dobson maybe Dobson. becoming a little more off of an offensive threat. Mm-hmm. And and even Pulak, you know, yep. starting to get a little bit back to what we first saw with Pulak. Like yeah. he wasn't always a stay-at-home defenseman. Mm-hmm. Like he was offensive, had a killer shot. So yeah. maybe that's what Lamarello was thinking. Like you know, you know, bring Lane Lambert in. He already knows the team. He he's, from my understanding, like a player's coach. Mm-hmm. Like he was always kind of the good cop, where Strauss was the bad cop. Yeah. So we'll see how that goes. And and I, I know that today the Islanders just signed some like European coach or Europe, European scout. Yeah. That from I, Toronto. I read that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That I read apparent, that. Apparently like Toronto fans were pretty upset that that happened because he was, I guess, an integral part of, you know, getting some prospects that their fan base, uh, you know, is high on. So, yeah. We should, you know, we'll, we'll see how that goes. Um, I always kind of say that, like, that's one of the things the Islanders lack is, like, the the European-style player. Yeah. That's, you know, very creative and Agreed. offense-first kind of players. Mm-hmm. We, we, we haven't had one. Like, truthfully, I think our last skater to get 100 points was Doug Waite, like, when he yeah. was still a player. It's probably right. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I, I, I'm like, wait, all those years with Tavares, like he never got a hundred and I don't believe he ever hit a hundred points. So like, no, when, when Johnny Gaudreau's name is floating around there and I just pulled up his stats and I'm like, Oh my God. Like, yeah, he's, he's over a hundred many seasons. I'm like, yep, that that's what we need. Like we, we, we can win all the, you know, two, one games or three, two games. But yep. when, when we go against teams like Colorado that can put up many goals or teams like, you know, Tampa Bay lightning, that can put up a bunch of goals. 
Absolutely. And we can only put up one or two. That that's where mm-hmm. it really handcuffs us. So yep, yep, I, definitely. I, I would love team to team definitely see. needs to be. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> no, like it got me salivating that the Islanders were even like in the conversation for Goudreau, and he's from like Jersey, so being a little closer to home, I'm sure would yeah, definitely wouldn't, uh, wouldn't hurt. Wouldn't, wouldn't hurt. hurt. So. Yeah, you know, it, it's it's a funny thing to to think about how you know. Um, when the Islanders drafted Tavares, you know, 2009, it was like thinking that, you know, he was going to really turn the organization around. And, and in some ways he did, I mean, like he brought a little bit of uh, fire, you know, back, back to the Islanders. Cause you know, they were languishing, you know, before, before Tavares came on board. And I think they, they gained a little bit of popularity and, and notoriety, you know, as you do when you, you have a first round pick and you pick somebody, you know, of his, of his caliber or, or his expected caliber. I mean, you know, the guy, you know, uh, put together, I think like a, a 70 plus goal season on, on the, the generals and the OHL and everyone's like, Oh my God, you know, this guy's going to revolutionize hockey. And he just didn't really put it together with the Islanders. I think the best season he had, I'm just looking at his stats right now on the Islanders. He had a uh, 86 point season. Um, 14, 15. So, you know, I mean, when you've got other guys consistently putting up hundred point seasons over and over again, and uh, you know, this guy's supposed to be the, the, you know, the, the linchpin that turns the Islanders around. He just uh, wasn't doing it. Maybe he just didn't have the tools to do it. I mean, you know, there's a lot of different schools of thought you can, you can kind of bring to the table around good old, good old Johnny T, but going to be an interesting off season. Going to be interesting to see what our Islanders do. Going to be interesting to see what the, other moves are made around, um, you know, around the the league, and um, you know who lands where and how it all shapes up. But definitely going to be a long off season. We're going to miss it, but uh, definitely pumped for October to come around again, so we could uh, we could talk shop. Uh, so um, we definitely want to, uh, you know, we're going to keep this one short and sweet. Uh, definitely want to chat a little bit about, uh, you know, the inaugural Bardown Breakfest that uh, took place. Uh, at uh, Will's and uh, Uncle Lou's. But of course, before we do that, we just want to give a quick shout out to our homies at DraftKings who are, um, you know, doing great things and, um, you know, ran some really, really good, uh, you know, good options and parlays during the uh, NHL and NBA playoffs. So, uh, you know, with DraftKings, as you know, you know, the action never ends, you know, especially in the summer. So, you know, even though hockey and basketball and football are all on the shelf, uh, there are a lot of other, uh, you know, uh, sports that you can bet on and you can fuel your fandom and feel the heat of the season like never before. And right now DraftKings Sportsbook is giving new customers a risk-free bet up to $1,000. So you bet up to $1,000 and if it doesn't win, you get another shot. So it's like free money. You can't beat that. You can throw it on all the major action for baseball, golf, MMA. Uh, they're even starting to do stuff for WWE now, which is kind of wild. You get those same game parlays, spreads, money lines, over-unders, prop bets. I mean, there's a ton of stuff to do. Um, you could definitely, you know, keep your eye on, uh, you know, uh, the Mets and the Yankees that are just, you know, kind of running away with it, even, you know, in, in this season's uh, short, short amount of time, but, you know, betting on uh, who hits home runs, betting on over-unders. It's so awesome. And of course, 
DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, and you can deposit and withdraw that cash whenever you want. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. If you haven't already, you want to use that promo code THPN. You make your first deposit, and you get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. It's just so ridiculous. You could literally bet up to $1,000, and if you don't win, boom, do it again. How cool is that? And again, that's promo code THPN, and that's only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. Make sure you see the show notes for details. Um, so, uh, you know, DraftKings, like I said, is always doing cool stuff, and we appreciate them and, uh, uh, you know, sponsoring uh, the podcast and the Hockey Podcast Network. Uh, but, uh, you know, something that we definitely want to gloat about is the Bar Down Breakfest that uh, came and went uh, June 26th. It was uh, an unbelievable event. Of course, uh, the night before, we held uh, our first ever Elder elder Emo Night uh, with uh, the folks at Hourglass Brewing. Uh, our homies in Convicted Printing, uh, you know, ended up uh, setting up with the event. They sponsored it. Uh, they even had their printing presses there, so they were making shirts on the spot. I got a super dope crease rule shirt. Um, if you missed out, uh, what a wild night. Um, I mean, just some highlights and a crease rule, uh, playing, uh, you know, uh, some Weezer covers. You had, uh, our homies in sleeves starting out their cover set with a turnstile cover, which I absolutely loved. Uh, aim high. We're bringing the heat covering, um, uh, data remembers breakdowns all over the place. And of course, um, you know, out of time had their uh, incredible newfound set. And, um, uh, you know, there was a wonderful Paramore set. So much great stuff happened. It was really just such a cool night. Um, you know, everybody was able to kind of come in and out. Hourglass was wonderfully accommodating. Uh, they really, really hooked it up. And we had our homie Josh from Mag Park uh, kind of sort of being the, uh, the, the roast master of the festivities, as you'd say. Uh, he did a really great job there. Um, but, uh, you know, what a cool night. Great turnout. Lots of people coming through, uh, you know, just supporting live music, local music, which is great. And then, of course, Bardown Breakfast. And, uh, Mikey, I'll let you uh, kind of share some of your greatest highlights from the actual fest. Yeah. Before we talk about the fest, I do just want to comment, like, how picturesque Hourglass was, like, setting up on the patio. And mm, yeah. I don't know, like you left right around nine o'clock. Was it dark yet? Or it was like just getting dark. It was just kind of getting dark. All right. Because like once it was fully dark and like mm -hmm. they had those like twinkle lights or whatever they're called, like the yeah. on lights, like mm -hmm. all on the patio. It was like unbelievable. And like the temperature dropped a little bit. So it was probably like, yeah. you know, high seventies. And then just like, seeing the patio full <laughs> and like a beautiful night and yeah. music from our childhood. It was just like, man, this is special. I don't know why this isn't like the formula for emo night. Like, I, yeah. I don't know about everyone else, but you know, an EDM style emo night isn't necessarily for me. Like hearing live music, hearing bands actually play the songs and like kill it. Oh like, yeah that's that's when everyone was super like excited and, and energized and and like we're not like dancing like fist pumping like we're we're it, it felt like just a normal show and agreed it was so fun and i'm 
so excited for when we do year two to keep that a thing. Like I want the night before to be an elder emo night. I already have eyed like the brewery here in Charlotte. That would be absolutely perfect for it. I Mm -hmm. actually saw the reign of Kindo there. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I know that this brewery knows what's up. So like, (laughs) If, if I come to them and pitch them this idea, they're going to be for it. Like they already have the stage already have all the, the, the sound equipment and audio equipment necessary. So it, it's like a no brainer that like, that's going to happen. I'm gonna, oh yeah. I'm going to make sure it happens. Hell yeah. Love that. You know, uh, I, I think, um, you know, having that as a precursor to the show uh, is definitely an, an awesome thing. You know, it creates some awareness around the show. And of course, it gives people, uh, you know, an extra night to kind of cut loose. It's awesome. Yeah. And, and you know, everyone knows who Paramore is. Everyone knows yeah. who Newfound Glory is. So, like, sure. when people, like, people that were there definitely came out just because of that. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, they're being exposed to Gold Steps from Milwaukee. Like, yeah, they're like, oh this band crushed this Paramore set. Like, I can't wait to go and check out their original music. And like, yeah, yeah, that's really what was the, the end goal is like, yeah, you know, we're gonna have fun, laid back, relaxed night. But like, hopefully the people that show up that are just like, you know, casual music fans or, or maybe just like hourglass regulars. Oh yeah. <laughs> and then they're like, wow, I really like what I'm hearing. I'm going to check this band out. And like mm-hmm. that, that's, that's so huge because maybe those people would be a little intimidated to go to say just an out of time show or say yeah. a gold step show. But like sure. in, in an event like that, that they're totally fine because they, they're very familiar with the band's music that they're hearing. Agreed. So I, I, I thought they were super cool and you know, we're, we're not going to be doing like emo nights every month or anything like that. It's, it's probably going to be like a once a year thing. So if anyone thinks that that sounds cool, like bring it to your city. I, I think it's a cool concept and incorporating bands actually playing their music. And, you know, a few bands played some of their original songs and mm-hmm. the crowd was totally into that too. So absolutely mi- mix it in and, you know, just help all these bands get some exposure. It was fun. But yeah, I, I guess we can transition to Bar Down Breakfast and geez, like <laughs> I, I know I told you this at the at the event, but you know, the event started at at Lou's with Last Disaster and they filled in Lou's and I like I was like, all right, this is gonna be sick. This is gonna be mm-hmm. so awesome. Like I was yeah. so pumped for that because I'm a huge Last Disaster fan. And then right after Last Disaster everyone just walked over to wills mm-hmm. and like wills filled in for glimmers yeah and as glimmers was playing i was just like looking around i was like oh my god like we we did it like the, the room was full everyone was super into it yeah and like i i just couldn't stop from like smiling and almost like crying like yeah. i was just like this is so awesome. And it might've just been because like Maggie is such a killer vocalist, but <laughs> geez, it, it, it just having it all come together. I was just so like proud. And like, you know, I, I joked with you, we're two kids from Deer Park, New York that organized the music festival in Orlando, Florida. Like that yeah. doesn't make any damn sense. Like literally the first day that I stepped foot into Will's, 
and lose was the day of the festival. I kind of just like trusted everyone that was involved. And I knew that these were good people and they Mm -hmm. like, it was a good formula and it was like, it, it totally worked. And one other highlight was, you know, the, the, the show did go late. Like the last mm-hmm. band played from one to one thirty, which yeah, is kind of late. And yeah, it was a Saturday night, and we were a little, you know, we were a little stubborn that we didn't want any bands playing at the same time. So yeah, in order for that to happen, even though we had two venues, it did have to go a little late. And yeah. Orlando, man, like so many people stayed until the very end, yep. and like. Yep. The, the local headliners had already played like two hours earlier. Like, mm-hmm. you know, with, with Felicity and Out of Time and Brave Weather, like those bands were already gone. So, you know, it, it could have possibly happened where all the local Orlando people that came out for those bands could have left. And at 1 to one thirty, it could have been empty, but it wasn't. Yeah. And like mm-hmm. that was what was really cool is like there were, I would say, 15 to 20 people that I looked around every single night, like every single set that bounced back and forth from wills to lose. Like they did oh, yeah. for every single band. And I was like, oh, yeah. that's freaking cool. That like, is. And, and then there was, you know, obviously some people that just bounced with the bands that they knew, which is totally cool. But you know, I, I noticed it. I was like, wow, these same people are bouncing between the two venues for every single band. Like, like mm-hmm. we hoped would happen. And that was cool as hell to see. Oh yeah. Absolutely. So, I mean, it, like I said, it was just a tremendous success and, uh, you know, we, we couldn't have made it happen without a, a bunch of really, really awesome people. So again, got a shout out, uh, you know, Hourglass Brewing, um, got a shout out Marshall and Montgomery Drive for just being such a, an incredible resource uh, for us to make sure that, you know, we made this happen and we made everything happen, you know, in, in a way that was concise and made sense. A huge, huge shout out to, uh, Justin from out of time who uh, was integral and, and, you know, getting uh, everything set up as well. Uh, big shout out to uh, violent gentlemen, you know, of course, for sponsoring the event, big shout out to uh, smart punk for sponsoring the event. Um, you know, uh, revival recordings for, for uh, lending their hand and sponsoring the event. And of course, um, you know, being a, a fantastic record label of which, uh, you know, uh, a couple of the bands on the, uh, on the show were a part of their label. Um, and uh, we definitely want to make sure that, uh, you know, Revival is uh, always a part of what we do just because, um, you know, everybody there, Kevin, um, you know, who we've had on the show before, uh, you know, they're just fantastic and uh, they're wonderful, wonderful, wonderful people. So, uh, but, you know, everybody came together uh, to really make this a reality. And then, of course, all the fantastic bands that played, uh, you know, can't say enough about, you know, the tour package from the Bar Down Break tour that uh, we're out on the road uh, a week before this, uh, you know, our homies, uh, the crease rule from up in Toronto, you've got sleeve front side. And of course, uh, out of time, uh, which, uh, you know, they were just, you know, so awesome and, and so fantastic and everybody was so patient with us. And then of course, you know, some of the bands that came from uh, out of state, we had, uh, you know, like you mentioned, gold steps from uh, Milwaukee. Uh, you know, we had uh, aim high, uh, we had, um, uh, who else came from out of town? Glimmers came from out of town. Um, the Magwas came from out of town. Um, you know, a bunch of great bands. And then, you know, again, we had Last Disaster. We had Suck Brick Kid, 
we had um, Brave Weather who played their third show uh, and were just fantastic. And, um, you know, it was, uh, I, I think I mentioned everybody, if I might've missed someone, you can let me know. I think I got everybody. Dude, Suck Brick Kid <laughs> played at like 1230 at Luz and they played like an acoustic hybrid set. Mm-hmm. I I had a text grant. I was like, dude, you need to mix that in more. Like every once in a while, play that set because it was yeah. so good. Yeah. Like so unreal. Love, I love that band. Suck Brick Kid. They're so good. I mean, every, every band on that bill, uh, we're, we're just, we're just great. I mean, just absolutely great. I mean, um, you know, uh, bands like Glimmers and Gold Steps who traveled a long way to, uh, you know, to be there, the Crease Rule too. Uh, you know, they only have great things coming for them, uh, you know, in the future, of course. And then, uh, you know, bands like Out of Time and Felicity who are already seeing a lot of success, you know, in Florida, um, you know, and uh, and even outside of Florida, you know, are, are just, um, you know, it's great to know that we've got such talented friends that are, uh, you know, willing to, you um, and donate their their time and their patience to us and uh you know it was just a, a wonderful wonderful thing and um you know we're really really excited for uh you know what we're going to do next year got a lot of planning got a lot of thought to put into it but uh we're really really pumped for that but um so in closing um like like we had, you know kind of alluded to in the beginning of the show uh you know uh, mikey just you know absolutely worked you know, tirelessly on, uh, on getting this, this fest put together, especially as it came to crunch time. And, uh, you know, unfortunately I was on the, on the sidelines for a lot of it. I was in and out of the hospital and, you know, not really in the right frame of mind to, um, you know, to, to get on and jump on the show. And, uh, so, you know, taking a, a little bit of a break for us is probably really, really important just so we can kind of recharge our batteries and decide what we, you know, how we kind of want to approach everything going forward. So, I mean, uh, this is in no way like a hiatus or anything like that. We're just taking a couple of weeks off just to, uh, you know, just because the hockey season's over and uh, there's not a tremendous amount to talk about for now. And I think once we do come back, we'll end up uh, kind of approaching the show like we did last off season where you know, we'll probably get some guests that are, you know, hockey fans and probably get some guests that might not be huge hockey fans. And, you know, once the season starts to ramp up again, we'll make sure that uh, we're giving you the hockey and music content that you've, uh, you know, kind of come to expect from us, but, um, you know, there are a lot of wonderful bands and musicians that we want to try to highlight, um, that we don't always get the opportunity to because they're not, you know, the hugest hockey fans or they're just dipping their toe in, or, you know, they were a hockey fan when they were younger or something like that. So definitely excited to bring you some of that content, uh, you know, in the coming weeks, but, you know, just give us a few weeks to recharge our batteries, get some rest and, uh, we'll see you in a bit. Um, you know, but like I said, if you really need us, you got us on Twitter, Instagram, just give us a shout, you know, we'll, uh, we'll always interact with you and, you know, make fart noises with our mouths and stuff. So that's <laughs> what we're here for. Yeah. I, I think taking a little break is totally necessary just because like, you know, social media can be a grind at times and we've done this three years consistently and mm-hmm. the podcast is only a small portion. Like, this this part is is easy. Like talking with you is like we we don't prep or anything like that. That's yeah. straight conversations that you know dudes that are going on twenty years of being friends can just do easily. Yeah, and for sure. The the tough part is though, like 
all the other stuff that goes into running a podcast yep, and all, all the grind for sure. And, you know, it, it's kind of weird because, you know, it, it's not normal for a podcast to, to organize a tour or to organize, a, you know, events uh, like that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like Spit Chicklets does that. And, and <laughs> rightfully so, like they're enormous. So like yeah. they're, they should be doing things like that. Mm-hmm. But for us, we're, you know, we're tiny, small, Sport, you know, hockey and alternative music podcast. Like, yeah, there, there's no reason why we did a tour and no reason why we did a festival. But like, we're just super passionate about it. So like we wanted to. So like taking a couple of weeks off will just like help us recharge so that we can do it again. And and yeah. that's ultimately the goal. Like we want to do it again. And, yeah, you know, Orlando was unbelievable and i have nothing but amazing things to say about orlando and the music scene like mm-hmm. we've talked about it so many times on this show the only downside about orlando is that like it is literally in the like furthest south state on the east coast like yeah that that's extremely tough for bands mm-hmm. that we wanted to have play that live in the northeast or in the midwest yeah. like Shout out to Gold Steps. Like, not many bands would do what Gold Steps did, and they are legends for it. Uh-huh. But you know, it it it's tough to to make it all the way down to Orlando. So that's why we have been eyeing, you know, the, the Charlotte area because that's where I am, and you know, Charlotte is right there in the middle of the, of the East Coast. Like, mm-hmm. that makes it easy for people from the South, from Agreed. the Northeast, like they can just congregate and, and play like a few shows leading up to it rather than having to go on like a week long run. Like yeah. that's, that's tough for some of the bands that we would want to have play that have full-time jobs and things like that. And they do the band thing as like a side hustle or for just artistic and creative reasons. And yeah, it, it definitely uh, Orlando is unbelievable. And I wouldn't put it past us going back there in year three, four, or whatever. Sure. But I, I think testing out Charlotte would be cool. And and who knows? Maybe we test out Long Island. Like, you know, that's where you and I have so many connections and oh and yeah. That's where we're from. Like, hey, let's go throw it back to 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 our roots and, and show Good. people why Long Island is such a special place for us. And uh, like, hell yeah, man. There's and there's a ton of there's a ton of things that that you know we could do, you know, given the the right circumstances and, and all that. But I think Charlotte would be a great home. I think Long Island would be awesome. I think Orlando would be a, a great place to to do it. I think there's a lot of uh, a lot of really, really great opportunities for uh, for next year. And, uh, you know, as we start to brainstorm some stuff, you know, we'll share it with you and you'll be with us all along the way. So uh, on that note, man, um, you know, I definitely um, I'm glad to be back. I'm glad to be back doing this. I definitely missed it a lot. Um, and uh, we will uh, reconvene in a couple of weeks. So, uh, you know, for those of you guys that stuck with us for 174 episodes, thank you. Um, there'll be more coming soon. And um, like I said, if you need us, hit us on, on Twitter, hit us on Instagram. Uh, you know, we'll be here and uh, we'll be compiling uh, some interesting cool weird thoughts to share with you next time we're we're on the on the stick yeah and and now you have a couple of weeks to think about like who you want to see on the show like let us know like 
Yeah. Who who do you want us to bring back? Because you know we've had a hundred and seventy four episodes. You know we we've pretty much touched most of the the bands in our scene. But like, if we missed one, or if you want us to bring one back, like, let us know because uh, we we would love to to make that happen for you. But hell yeah, huge thanks to everyone who helped put yep. together the the tour, mm-hmm. emo night, bar down breakfast. Yep. You know, so gl- glad that Tom is back with us a few more weeks and he's going to be 100% and we'll just be ready to just start the new season off on a high note. So can't wait, you know, man. Tom, I'll let you wrap this up, but thank you. Thank you for letting us do this and for sticking with us and we'll keep doing it for you. Hell yeah, man. And again, um, you know, go go ahead and uh, if you haven't, uh, you know, taken a shot at DraftKings, uh, that promo code is THPN. Uh, so go ahead and do that. That uh, helps the podcast out and the network out. And uh, again, yeah, like I said, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, really stoked for, uh, you know, uh, taking a couple of weeks off and coming back hot. So, uh, Mikey, um, peace be with you. <laughs> and also with you. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs>